0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. You're listening to Can I, the Latchel podcast named for the acronym Continuous and Never-Ending Improvement. At Latchel, we have a deep belief that you can't get better by staying the same. And our podcast is here to give you the tools and resources you need to achieve healthy growth. As a Y Combinator-backed company, we know what it takes to have rapid, accelerated growth, and we want to pass our learnings along to you. At Latchel, we help property managers and landlords grow and scale by taking over 24-7 maintenance operations. We've developed an innovative mix of software and on-demand support to help do that. Each week, on this show, we bring on industry experts, and we dive into the topics that'll help you shape your business. Welcome to the show. Let's get going. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this session of the Lateral Property Management Podcast. I'm Ethan Lieber, the CEO of Lateral, and I'm here with our guests today, Ryan and Ed Barone, founders of Rent Ready. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank
1: Thanks you. Thanks for having
0: us. Nice. I'm really excited to dig into Rent Ready and and uh, your story. Um, for for listeners that don't already know, Latchell actually recently partnered with Rent Ready, and we offer our twenty four seven maintenance services inside of Rent Ready to Rent Ready users. Uh, so if you're looking for a software package and you're looking for maintenance coordination help, Rent Ready is going to be best place for you. Uh, we're available right from the Rent Ready dashboard, and we'll talk about how that works. Um, Along with all the other thing Rent Ready is doing to streamline uh, the property management process, and maybe best way for us to start is just to get kind of a high level elevator pitch of what what Rent Ready is.
1: Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so Rent Ready really provides self managing landlords um, and, and property managers with easy to use landlord tenant software that really addresses every step of the rental process. So collecting rent, lease signing, maintenance coordination, of course, uh, pre-qualifications and screening people, and then you know, eventually listing those units as well. Um, and at the same time, tenants still have um, an easy to use app on their side. So paying rent, applying to your units, uh, sending maintenance requests, and, and even uh, getting renter's insurance through it. Um, and for us, a big piece of that, of course, you know, all backed by, uh, number one rated customer support. So you're never alone in the process when you're trying to figure things out. So you're covering the management process, full stack. <laughs> Sounds
0: like you got Correct. a bunch of extra features built into this thing. Let's kind of like dig into uh, usage a little bit and, right. and crisp this out. I, I know you guys have a mobile app. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll start there. Is it all done through mobile apps or, or how, how do the property managers and the residents actually interact with
1: Rent ready? Yeah. So uh, the tenants have a, a mobile app on their phone to to basically do everything there. Um, property managers and, and landlords they can do it from a computer or a tablet or a phone, um, anything they want. Uh, and so for some, you know, if they're on the go all the time, they'll stick closer to the mobile app more often. And others that are, you know, maybe at a desk more often will prefer the desktop. But they can pretty much get everything done from any of them
0: one of the things i love about what you guys have built is that it's it's sort of it, it's it's on the go friendly and and really like mobile app focused mobile first might be a good way to describe it and it's so different than so many of the other management platforms you'll see that started on a desktop web-based you try and use them on the phone it's clunky you can't get things done and so i think what you're building is super powerful for that reason
1: right yeah and i mean it the same way i mean it came from us building something we'd want to use and so many of us are so used to being on our phones and preferring to do things on our phones now that it just it, for us getting to build it from the ground up made sense to make it that you could do it without any of those hiccups you might have trying to transition from an older desktop software to mobile yeah, it's
0: right. kind of you talk about sort of like what you're used to and all that and um, I find actually the backgrounds of folks that get into property management are just like insane. It's like all over the place. Like you never know how someone's going to get into it. It'd be cool to hear the backstory of Rent Ready. Um, and I'm just curious how you got into building Rent Ready, where that idea came from.
1: Of course. Um, so it, I mean, it really started. Um, I was going to a school in New York City at Pace University at the time. Uh, got an internship at at Goldman Sachs, which is pretty close to pace. And it just made sense to get my first apartment and have that for summer, have it for the school year. And so started looking for, uh, apartments with, uh, some friends on some listing sites and, and realized that it was easy to find the apartment then. But once I got there, all of a sudden I needed, you know w-2s letter of employment tax returns bank statements student transcripts all that for your guarantors and all of a sudden you know this great apartment starts to fall apart that you, you know you can't get everything together in time and so uh, and i also played a lot of basketball at that time and we're kind of talking through it saying there had to be a better way for this process um and so uh, i started developing a mobile app for myself and friends to put together all of those documents. And of course, once we started talking with landlords really realized that it wasn't just difficult on the tenant side of things, but it was really difficult on their side too. You know, they were still doing a lot of the time, everything on pen and paper and spreadsheets and they sometimes didn't have an option to switch off of that. um, It felt like anyway. And so, um, Talking with them, we came to realize you know it's it's tough for them on applications, but it also is on the rent side of things. Obviously, the maintenance side of things, and communicating with tenants, and all of these different kind of stories that built rent ready into what it became.
0: Hmm. You know, I I can sympathize with this story because I'm I'm living in Seattle now. Beforehand, I was in San Francisco, and probably similar to New York. Getting an apartment in these cities is just like it's a battle. Feels yeah. like going to war. Like you know, just just bring cash in hand or a check in hand if you're going to visit a place, because otherwise someone's gonna you know get it before right. you. Right. Right. Um, I can totally see like the pain and that experience. Right. Yeah, that's a lot of
2: what the early the early piece was is a place to collect all the documents, have everything ready, be able to just pull the trigger right when, you know, a landlord, you find a place you want and not have to gather all those docs together. But as Ryan said, what happened is we, we really started talking to landlords and found there was a lot more pain on their side as well, not just on the tenant side. And so we said, you know, let's, let's just tackle both sides of this.
0: So to, just, to kind of like crisp this out too, it sounds like most of the folks you sort of geared the application for, or the, the, the rent ready app for were sort of the owner operator landlords. They they were managing these buildings themselves right. and just had a lot of pain in managing all the paperwork documents and processes. Is that right? Right. Yeah, I mean,
2: everything from, uh, honestly, from, although payments is an obvious one, um, It's it, it comes down to, they have problems with listing, with applications, with screening tenants, with, Getting taken care of payments and then obviously maintenance and, and that's where a lot where the, the lateral partnership made a lot of sense, um, you know, in talking to landlords, there are really two groups. There were self-managing landlords who want to handle the maintenance themselves, but then there are other landlords who don't want to handle the maintenance and don't either they're remote. So they live in California, but they have properties in Texas or New Orleans or wherever. And yeah. they, they want, they need to be hands off on the maintenance side, but they still want control. So they they want some oversight, Um, and that's where again you know just kind of listening to those landlords and
0: figuring out what their needs were, um, kind of that led to the lateral partnership really, you know. And I think too, with like you know when I envision like where the roots were in building to address that like New York City problem, typically what comes to my mind is all right, you're dealing with like you know these landlords that are managing like a few buildings, like adding up to like a couple hundred units, maybe, or that, you know, you got your garden style multiplex with like a 20, 25, 30 units. And you're trying to figure out, okay, how do I streamline how to manage all of that? Is that sort of like a good description of the type of uh, management operator that's kind of using rent ready, or are there other sort of types that you see, um, hopping onto the
1: platform? It really, uh, it really is a lot more, uh, various than that i mean we have a lot of landlords that are managing um even strictly single family homes and property managers that are managing those um so by no means is it like geared towards like building managers that was actually probably one of the most surprising things early on was that um you know i the the origin really began in new york city but like the town i grew up in is probably the furthest thing from new york city and we had a lot of landlords same stories, same purpose. Um, we have landlords managing in all fifty states now, not in metropolitan areas. Um, wow. So by no means are they, you know, like the owner operator that's that's in large cities. It was really interesting and exciting to see all of these landlords in more suburban areas and even rural areas saying, "I have the same problem." You know, I'm driving. You know, in a rural area, I'm driving thirty minutes to pick up a a check from somebody in person um, instead, you know, let me pass that through digitally, especially in a time like COVID now where they came back and said, now I, you know, I don't want anything you touched in the last uh, season. <laughs> right,
0: I don't, don't want to touch that check that you, you right. <laughs> just spray it with disinfectant first. <laughs> right.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, I, well, if you don't mind, I I want to, Uh, put this in before we get to like the entrepreneurial story of this. Um, Before we started the show, we were talking about, you know, how how business is going and, you know, you mentioned COVID and how your business and the users on your application of 10 X just in the last nine months. And uh, all the time, like, you know, we're, we're doing exercises with our, our customers who, you know, you guys already know this, but lateral customers generally, they're managing, you know, fifty. Single family homes all the way up to a couple thousand. Some of them are owner operators, a lot of them third party uh, management, and it you know spans the board. But the thing we talk about all the time is like, if your business were to ten x next month and you went from two hundred properties to you know two thousand, or even if it just tripled or doubled, do you have the infrastructure to support that? Well, here we have this real case you guys in just the last nine months obviously your your software a little bit different than actually doing the property management but 10x in the last nine months um and maybe you can just give like some insight like how does that happen and what, what is that like experience behind going from you know what you were at nine months ago to 10 times bigger
2: yeah that's crazy um I, i'd say I'd say that we um, the the big thing that was important is that we maintained our core, which was great customer service. But in order to keep the great customer service, we also had to improve the platform and to handle that. In other words, oh. so every time we found a problem that was that a landlord would talk about in our chat, and we would see that okay, this is a recurring thing, we would improve the software to tackle that problem and so then then the service became less so i think almost like you know a landlord seeing a you know a building manager seeing a problem in the building when they fix the building problem they'd get less complaints from tenants and so the same kind of thing i think in 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 handling our growth is that we we are constantly listening to landlords. I mean, I think it's where we really are different than other platforms is that we've built the entire platform on feedback from landlords and tenants. And we encourage that. So we even, we even have a chat with our tenants. We allow the tenants to chat with us. Directly from the mobile app. Um, wow. While most people thought we were crazy to do that, what it's done is it's led to a better software platform. So by tenants saying, "Hey, I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do this," we learn from that. We improve the platform, and we then remove that as a customer service issue. That's so, pretty amazing
0: because you think about like a platform like buildium. right, or, or even like an Apfolio, which yeah. a lot of managers are going to be using they would never talk directly to a tenant about how to like log in or like pay rent. It's like, yeah. hey, like we're not <laughs> helping you talk to your property manager and right. they can go exactly. figure out the tech problem. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, and I think that's where, and it, I, I really do feel like it applies to any entrepreneur running any type of business that in those situations you can look at it and say, okay, I can do what I need to do to fix this one instance and that's what I think most people will look at it and do, or you can say, okay, I will help the one person that's reaching out, but also what can I do to make them never have to ask that same question again? Mm -hmm. And I think that, I mean, we're using it to drive improvements and and features that we add. um, But I think the same thing applies to, you know, any business you're running where it gives you a chance to, um, you know, just what seems like really intuitive for the next person was really a conversation you had, you know, six months ago with somebody else. Right. Yeah. I I mean, it's, we're
0: already kind of like broaching this topic now. So let's, let's maybe just dive even deeper into it. I mean, you guys are entrepreneurs. You've, you've built a really great business. All of Latchell's customers, all our listeners on our podcast that, that don't even use us, but just follow us. They're all entrepreneurs too. You know, a lot of them are, uh, well, I mean, they're all in property management in in some way or another, whether they're just starting out and have a handful of their own homes and wanna either grow their own portfolios or start doing third party. Some have built up this huge like owner operator uh, business. Others are doing exclusively third party, looking to expand at all different stages. And I think at different stages, you run into different problems, but the fundamental principles of what makes good entrepreneurship are kind of constant. Uh, right. So I love what what you what you guys are saying about you know this this kind of continuous improvement methodology. Maybe you can kind of like shed some more light on like what do you see as like the fundamental principles behind that, and how does that kind of build out as you guys change?
2: Yeah, um, I I think I think the again like I said the fundamental principle is is to is to um, use our team and our abilities to improve the business based on what the customers need. And, and oh. I think in this case, our customers, we see them both as the landlord and the tenant, not just the landlord. Oh. So since we even though the tenant is not, you know, the subscriber, so to speak, we do see them as part of the equation, a big part of the equation. So if we can make life better for the tenant, we reduce turnover, which increases profits which makes the landlord more successful. And I and I think that's a huge part of it. Also you know, I mentioned team. I think that while you know we look at our team as our ability to handle our growth, I think that's very the same thing for a landlord, a property manager. That's scaling at any level. So, and that team includes like their funding. You know, who's providing their money and who's doing their their site work when they when they come into a new building and who's their. You know, so all of those pieces for like we have our pieces which are engineering and customer service and marketing. I think for a landlord they have their pieces which are you know their subs that do the work and their and their financing people and and then also also college. Colleagues in the industry, like we learn from you, as well, because you're in the same industry. I think landlords who go to like meetups or go to associations and learn from other property managers and other landlords, they can gain huge insights and improve their business just by talking to others in the industry as well. You know, so I, I think that's and I and I think that's been a lot of our successes that well, we we listen a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know. We ask a lot of questions from everybody. We talk to everybody: tenants, landlords, people in the industry, and then we turn around and apply that with a with a good team.
0: You know, I, so. I think that one of the awesome things that overlaps really well with the, most of our listeners, um, it, I think they're working with very similar uh, audiences that, that you guys work with, because you know, to some degree, because a lot a lot of your you know. Uh, landlord operators might be managing very large uh, scale. I'm sure I know you work with kind of like the accent of the landlord too. That's like got a couple homes. So like, okay, what do I do? Let me just find like a software to just run this thing, you know, myself. Um, And then a lot of our customers that are doing third party, they're actually working with the same types of folks. Oftentimes they, they have this kind of duty of, okay, well, I'm going to serve this landlord too. So I think all the things you're saying are perfectly applicable to them in a more direct sense. And then when we go to like the, the landlord operator, like so, focusing specifically on the landlord, what do you find are the most important things to them? Like what do they really care about?
1: Yeah. I think one of the biggest things that we've found is it's really solving their pain points from one end of the process to the other you actually kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier in the beginning and i think that was really hitting the nail on the head i mean they don't want to feel like um they were able to collect rent but then they got stranded when the sink was broken Ooh. so being able to say okay yes we're, we're going to help with um you know collecting the rent itself but also you know, distributing it to different bank accounts and, hey, when the, a new law goes in place in, in your state and you now have to deposit money to a security deposit account separate from the rest of the rent that you can have that option or, oh. you know, the sink breaks and, and you can actually get that fixed or coordinate with the right person, right? And, um, and, and really every step of the process, whether they're listing it or screening the tenants, knowing that they can get from one end to the other, because, I mean, that's really... The, the ultimate goal for them is to have somebody in that unit paying rent um, and uh, you know enjoying, enjoying life as is. But along the way, if you get stuck with one of those pieces, it stops you from getting to everything else. And so that's really been, I think, the big focus for us and a lot of the value that a, a lot of landlords um, and operators and managers have expressed back to us.
0: And it sounds like I, if I'm going to like put a general kind of theme on a lot of this, a lot of it sounds like being super responsive. Something like a problem comes up, boom! You're responsive. Like, hey, here's how we can help. Like, question comes up, hey, really quick, I'm on it. Here's what you can right,
2: right. I mean, yeah, our chat in our case, it starts with typically chat support, but we we have chat support. We'll. Pick up the phone if I, if if we're one of us is watching chat, seeing somebody maybe struggling and needs something a little more help. Whether it's Ryan or I or Heather, who's our customer support manager or whoever, we'll pick up the phone. We'll talk to them. We'll co browse with them. We'll show them. So we, you know, like in our case, we really look at it as you know, some people need a lot of help, some people need a little help, but it, either
0: way, you know, uh, when they do need our help, we're there for them. You know. I think some of the challenge for property managers is like yeah, property management can be very low margin. You've got like really tight budgets. You don't have a ton of people on like on your team to support. And so when you're getting all these requests from tenants, or then if you're doing third party management, you're also now getting these requests from like the owners that are, your, you know, paying customers. Maybe your tenants are paying customers too. I mean, they're the ones paying around, right? So both are paying customers. But you have all of these things coming through. And it's like, how am I supposed to be responsive? So if responsiveness is what kind of sets it apart. I think in in a lot of ways, the reason you know we chose to to partner together is because then landlords and property managers are saying, well, how can I be more responsive to maintenance? Well, cool, you have this the solution of lateral. but what are the what are some of the things you guys have done to make sure you're you're responsive? And if, they don't, if you think maybe these things don't apply as much, are, are there other things you can think of to help companies uh, in property management be more responsive to the needs of their customer?
1: Yeah, I mean, the perspective that we take is just always giving a response, a response. I mean, I think this applies not only just for us when someone reaches out with a question um, through uh our live chat, but also if a tenant calls you on the phone or texts you and you're you know, managing or something, or a landlord that you're managing for messages you. Um, even just letting them know that, hey, I've received your message, I'm looking into it, I will get you an answer, even if I don't have one right this moment, can go a really long way to making someone feel like you're there for them, you're going to help, even if it takes uh-huh. you you know, the next 30 minutes or the next two hours, they at least have some frame of reference rather than feeling like, um, You know, if it wasn't a thing you could answer in 30 seconds that I just don't get an answer for 30 minutes or an hour or two hours. So I think that's one piece. And and I think that can also help in those those times where if you're an owner out or an operator and you are on a time crunch and you can't help right now, even just letting them know, you know, that you're in a bind at the moment with whatever you're working on, Um, but you will get them an answer by the end of the day or by tomorrow or whenever you're going to be able to get them an answer. Um, i think that can kind of s- setting that expectation when you're communicating can really help um just make people feel at ease and taken care of
0: yeah that makes a lot of sense i think that's something everyone can improve on too like you, you there are so many holes you're gonna have where you you might even set up this kind of responsive communication but if you're not covering all your bases you end up with this problem where to like, oh, we've forgotten this one exception scenario right. to have like any type of communication. And you can automate a lot of this, right? But people, right. people don't. Um, and it, it's okay not to at first when you maybe you have like 10 properties or something and it's, you're mm-hmm. not being hit all the time. But once you're at a point where you're doing 20, 30, 50, 100, 500, it's like, there's no excuse for not
1: having it. Right. And that's, I mean, that's where you definitely do need to build in the processes and automation and yeah. I mean, at least from our side of things, we, we looked at it uh, and said, okay, you know, late fees, something people used to calculate themselves and continually recalculate to see if people, can we set up automatic late fees? Can we let you have grace periods and recurring amounts and max late fees for certain states that you can't get over that? And, you know, can we set up? automatic payments so that the tenants don't have to remember to pay rent. And, you know, when that maintenance request comes through, yes, you get to see it, but can we let you push that off to someone that can coordinate all the maintenance and find the right person to negotiate and get it fixed for you. So um, I think the way that we've looked at it is setting up as many processes as we can that streamline things and take things off of your plate so that you just don't have to do them anymore. Right.
0: I think this is a good segue to dig in more to, to rent ready and how that philosophy has kind of like manifested in your application and obviously you're building tons of features to support this. So maybe you can give us some insight into what you see are some of the most valuable features in your, in, in rent ready. Right.
2: Um, yeah. You want me to jump, jump on that. Yeah. Um, I think, I think the most valuable features, again, I think the, one of the most important things is that we, that we do cover a large gambit of them. It's not we, we try, you know, um, there are certain features that are what we found is that are more valuable to certain landlords and other features that are valuable to others. So what, what was interesting is that um, while listings was really important a year and a half ago, uh-huh. now payments is the most important thing. And and then second to that is now becoming maintenance. So it, it, we're also making sure that we're kind of handling all of these things um, because the bus- their businesses change, but also the economy and, and, and in our current COVID situation has changed where listing is important, but payments became number one. Oh. So our most important features, I mean, kind of in order I would say is finding better tenants, which we do through a number of things. We do a pre-qualification, we do screenings, um, we do the application, Um, it's listing it out to, to to find them a better tenant and then handling the payments, handling their late fees, allowing the tenant to do everything from their phone. Um, So making that easier, but also allowing the landlord to do everything from their phone. If they're out on the on the road somewhere, they don't have to open a laptop. They can just open their phone and do everything. So it's it's that mobile side as well. And then um, the maintenance side really now with lateral giving Two options one to handle maintenance themselves and do that easily, but also to be able to offload that uh, to you guys to Latchel. Um cool. And then also, we found that landlords needed different kinds of reporting, so we built all that in. Um, and most of them like to use spreadsheets, so we made it in a way that they could download it as a spreadsheet and they could then
0: manipulate it offline any way that they want. If so, just so that that plugs in with like any different accounting platform they might be using. So there other not,
2: reasons for that? Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't really plug into their accounting. It's really a. It's a uh, download of whether they want to look at rent or properties or their tenants or whatever. They gotcha. can. They can sort. They can download. Uh, or they can sort and filter, and then they can download those things to a spreadsheet and then work offline. Cool. So. Yeah. And then communication, we do push notifications out to tenants so a landlord can just hit one button and send a message to everybody Mm -hmm. so if you're a jersey landlord and you have to do a window guard notice once a year you just hit one button everybody gets it or if you want to tell everybody in the building hey garbage is on tuesday this week or the hot water is going to be off you hit one button everybody in that building gets it or you can go down to the unit level and just say, hey, your rent is late, pay now, you know? So um, again, uh, trying to accommodate all of those use cases and be very flexible in our technology yeah. to, um,
0: was was really important. There's a lot there that yeah. we can dig into. <laughs> um, I wanted to pull out a couple pieces um, just because you mentioned them as like some of the, the kind of bigger chunks um, and maybe we can start by pulling out beginning of the process, which is like, I have a unit that's a vacant and I, and I need to fill that unit. Mm-hmm. Um, can you dig a little bit more into like how that listing tool works? And, and maybe it would be helpful if you, uh, kind of gave a comparable to it, which probably easiest would be like Silo,
2: right? Uh, So, so yeah, so we list to realtor.com doorsteps, but more importantly, we created our own listing page, because we got a lot of feedback from landlords saying that they were using things like Facebook marketplace or Craigslist or whatever, depending on their market. So in some markets, a Zillow or even a realtor.com or whatever is not. As successful as say Facebook Marketplace. But okay. in other places, a realtor.com is the perfect solution. So, again, what we did is we built a rent ready page that they can then use that link. They can copy that link, they can paste that into a Facebook Marketplace ad that says, like, hey, great three, two unit. Oh. For- Downtown, click here, and we built the pre-qualification button right into it, so that person who's looking can just click pre-qualify. It takes them to the iOS or the Android store, downloads the app, and preloads
0: that property, and they can just um, pre-qualify. So they're doing that right off of the Rent Ready app,
2: right from the Rent Ready listing, right? So,
0: so once they qualify, they're already like baked into the app, so that once they and they're already in the ecosystem.
1: And it's yeah. nice too because it, it takes That's advantage cool. of um, the information that they've already entered. So they don't have to enter that same information two, three, four times. That, you know, like colleges figured this out. They have a College Common app now. You know, you, you put together that once and you go apply everywhere you want. Yeah. Um, it kind of is bringing that into the rental space so that when you do that pre qualification and now you have to do an application, or if you've already done one at another, uh, you know, rent ready property in the area. Everything's already set to go, so you know it cool. saves maybe a day or a couple of days on the the landlord or property manager side too of waiting for that information from the tenant. great
0: I think like we we keep kind of reflecting back to this comment you guys made about you know we see both the tenant and the manager as the customer mm-hmm. because this that kind of concept of like that universal application. It's like for property managers, it's like. I, I don't care. (laughs) Like, how does that affect me? Um, and so, so many of these applications say, well, are the property manager doesn't care. So why, why should we bother? Mm -hmm. And you're kind of taking it this extra step saying, well, the property manager might not care, but we know the tenant cares. And if we can create this great experience for that tenant, ultimately it does feed back to the property manager because they know if their tenants happy, that tenant stays, they have more income and it doesn't matter if you're, a small landlord, a big landlord, third-party management, we all know the core of the business is like retain the tenant. Right. Fill the home, don't let that home be vacant. That's where all the money is, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I love that like in every piece you're describing, there's like this extra mile you go and everything you've built in right. already that serves the tenant just as like just as well as you're serving managers.
1: Yeah. I mean, when they come in, I mean, when they find that listing day one, a lot of the time they're really excited. And at the same time, a lot of people do turn over at the end of the lease. So the way that we look at it is okay. Well, what, what goes wrong at any point in time throughout that year that makes them go from really excited about your unit to not wanting to be there. And can we do anything to instead turn each of those pain points into an opportunity where that tenant instead, because they really do look back at the process as, whether they liked that third party manager or that large or small landlord as having a good process. So if they, you know, have a broken sink and that sink gets fixed, even though yes, they would like the sink not to have ever gotten broken, they will actually be really excited that that process went really smoothly and they knew that when something went wrong, it was like that and it was done. And so it actually turns into an opportunity where you know they really like you because of in those moments where things could have gone the other way, they actually went the right way, you know?
0: Absolutely, actually, one of the things we talk about all the time at Latchell is the maintenance, maintenance or uh, uh, something in your home breaking, whether it's the toilet clogging, whether it's your dishwasher not working, you're starting off kind of in the red, you're starting off in negative (laughs) territory and it's really easy to keep things there to end up with a one-star review which is why property managers get so hammered in their online reviews. Then it makes it hard when you're doing your own marketing. It it makes it hard to lease to tenants. If you're a third party manager, it makes it hard to then sell your services to owners. Like it's a mess. Um, And one of the things I'm really proud that we've done at Latchel is our average reviews, 4.7 out of five stars. You guys know this, you know, this is why it was such a great partnership when we came together um, because it's not that everything has to go right all the time. It's that as things go wrong, you need to have the right processes right. to work through it and show that you care. It's more of like the display of responsiveness and care that, that really ch- uh, changes things. Um, point, point of that being is like, it doesn't matter what kind of entrepreneur you are, entrepreneur you are or what kind of business you're running. It doesn't have to be perfect. Right? Right. You have to care and be responsive when right. it's not perfect, right? Yeah. And uh,
2: Yeah. I, you know, it's like, it's like, if you go to a restaurant, people will say like atmosphere, food service, but if the atmosphere and the food is great and the service sucks, you're going to remember that. And so, and I think that that's the same, whether it's our business or the property manager or the landlord, you know, the tenant is, you know, uh, the reality is tenants a customer as well. And they, have an experience that they're going to remember and it's going to affect their decision to stay or not stay so we certainly can't do everything but we we want to do as much as we can to help that property manager or that landlord retain that good a good tenant and so you know uh by giving them a good platform by making it easy for them to pay rent by making it easy for them to get communication by making it easy for them to submit a repair request that gets responded to All of that, I think, you know, helps reduce turnover, which maybe property managers and landlords don't think about as much upfront because someone just signed a lease, but it's gonna be very expensive if that, if it's a good tenant and they don't renew, Mm -hmm. then it's thousands of dollars in cost to find someone and fit it up and get it all set for the next one.
0: Yeah, I think, um, uh, can you think of like a couple of the big things that you see that managers making mistakes in that lose them tenants or hurt their retention rate?
1: Um, go ahead. Yeah, so um, for some of them, it honestly is the maintenance side of things. For example, even if you have given tenants uh, a phone number for a maintenance person and say, hey, just text that maintenance person when anything goes wrong, then one of the troubles with that is that. When they text that maintenance person, if that person is juggling a lot of other things and they're just getting all of this, even in text message, it's really easy for that text message to get buried. And then all of a sudden, also you as the the owner or operator, you don't even know anything's going wrong or that the tenant reached out. You didn't even have a chance to help with that process versus if tenants are submitting those requests. And I mean, I'll just use in our particular case, but I think it applies to, to really any of them when the tenant submits a request in and you're looking at your dashboard, even if you're not doing the maintenance itself, you can see what's marked as complete and which is not. And if something's been sitting in there for four or five days, you know, okay, I need to reach out to this person and see what's going on. Or, um, you know, of course if they have the lateral enable, they probably won't have to do that anyway, but it's nice that you have that, that chance, you know, to have oversight to know, um, if something might be going wrong that you want to keep an eye on and i think that plays a huge part in it just knowing that even if you are growing and you need to offload some of these things like we were talking about earlier you can't do everything yourself so you need to start automating some things at the same time can you still have that oversight even if you're starting to get delegate or automate these processes by turning on these automatic late fees or uh, turning on the maintenance coordination to have someone handle that for you. Um, so that, you know, those reviews don't come back bad on you. You know, if, if it takes a couple days extra, you have a chance to jump in and, and turn that review still good.
0: I, I have to share a story from another platform and, um, I won't be too deprecating of this platform or this service, but this is I'll I'll tell it cause it's, it represents the status quo um and the the company may or may not have been at folio i'll, I'll let you figure out on your own <laughs> so my current property manager i recently moved to seattle rent up here um they use up folio or maybe some other software i'll let you figure it out uh i put in a request um because we had this leak uh, under the sink and i actually didn't know if it was the dishwasher or the sink and I had been running both, and it was this intermittent thing, so I couldn't figure it out. And so, you know, of course, I, I call the phone number. It's the, the call center there. It takes me 35, 40 minutes to even get someone on the phone, of course. Um, I explain, yeah, you know, so I got this leak under my sink. I don't know if it's the dishwasher or the sink. You know, I've, I've tried both. It's, like, intermittent. I can't can't really tell where it's coming from. Um, I'm like, okay, cool. I ask a few basic questions. I answer them. And I don't hear anything for uh, three days. I, I just haven't been using the kitchen sink or dishwasher. And, you know, I'm an entrepreneur too. Like you guys, I'm too busy to to worry about like following up on it. I'm like, whatever. I'm just not going to use the dishwasher. I'll clean my dishes in a different sink um, for a couple of days. Finally, three days later, I hear back. And uh, by the way, I put this in on December 20th. So three days later, I hear back. And it's a dishwasher vendor calling me. To tell me that uh, they booked an appointment for me on January eighth at like one p.m. I'm like, all right, so you you, you you didn't even ask me what my availability was for, but we're we're talking like three weeks later, for like a, a leak that seems a little excessive. And by the way, I, I don't even know if it's the dishwasher. <laughs> like this was a to- totally unvetted sent to a, a dishwasher. You know, so, I mean. It's a kind of like attention to detail, I think, where things can really go awry and, and obviously the responsiveness, but that's a pretty normal process. And right. a lot of people would be like, hey, you know, like it was only seventy-two hours before they right. the vent maintenance vendor tried to schedule something I'm like Yeah, I mean maybe that doesn't seem like a huge amount of time, but when you're a tenant sitting in like the home you're renting, paying a right. couple thousand dollars for like it's kind of a big deal. Um right so i i do just think the ethos of it all is right in the right direction which is like you you got to make sure the tenant is well served if you're going to run a successful management company right i (laughs) agree but as uh, interesting about this is that my management company runs about like 700 um single family homes in the area and i think one of the challenges is that as companies scale i mean 700 is a lot so they're they're extra large right but I'm curious if you see, you know, as managers kind of scale their businesses, grow their portfolios, start adding more units, um, what have you seen change since since uh, uh, March, since COVID came around? Like, are they changing the way they need to run their businesses?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I was going to say, I, th- I, think, I think moving everything, everything they can to contactless has been the trend we're seeing. So it's it's uh, handling you know payments being electronic. It's um, maintenance uh, in the maintenance situation. Either if it's a little thing and you're a self-managing landlord and you're doing it yourself, you're maybe letting the tenant just fix it, oh. or and you're giving a and a, a you know abatement money back, or having a lateral situation. This is where this came in. You know, ha- having someone like you know, you know having. And this is why we wanted lateral involved, because we have landlords that want to not have to deal with this and not have to go out. And oh. so they want someone to take that over. Um, it's e-signing of leases, So not having to meet with someone to sign a lease anymore. I mean, you're seeing the same thing in the mortgage industry where all the closings are virtual now. You know, so I think that it's it's moving toward contactless everything. Um, is what we're seeing and so again we're just you know accommodating ev- all of those pain points and oh. like the e-leases we built you know we we offered that and we didn't we didn't up the cost or anything you know to uh, we just added that as an extra feature so
0: I'm curious do you see like thing, other things that maybe traditionally were I mean maintenance might be an obvious one so let, let's leave maintenance outside I think that was traditionally contactless we've maybe hammered maintenance, uh, yeah. all that we can o- outside of that, are there things that have traditionally been contactless that you see changing in the near future?
1: Well, go ahead. Some of it, I mean, some of it comes a little bit more down to the nuances than necessarily the feature of a whole itself. Uh, is interesting, like some of the things that we've started to look at is, I mean, even if you are a landlord that has started to move into the space of taking like payments online, um, we through these conversations with landlords and them starting to talk about different things, have realized that even if it's online payments, there is actually still, um, a lot of issues that you can run into with that. And how can we help you navigate and not make. Or run into those issues for so things like you know if you're using some sort of online payments software or platform where you can't stop the payments from coming in um a lot of states will consider you accepting a partial payment oh. as uh, you accepting rent and so if somebody owes you a thousand dollars and they you know I won't Venmo you $5 before you go into court or $50 before you go into court. Some, some judges might throw that out and say, Hey, it looks like they're making partial payments, which you're accepting. So, um, you know, Ooh, we're not gonna for another month or two, and now you're stuck in that situation as a manager or a landlord saying, right. wait a minute, it was only 50 bucks. I didn't accept it. And there's just no way to stop it. And so, yeah. um, building in a way to block partial payments or block payments entirely for a particular tenant was something that. You know, we added um, based on a, a Texas landlord that reached out and said, "I'm going into an eviction proceeding. I need to make sure this won't happen," um, and that was, you know, kind of the impetus for adding that. Wow,
0: that's really smart. Um, right. I'm curious, like, are there other quirks like that that you've seen come up as you built out that you had to kind of quickly respond to?
2: Um, yeah. Plenty. Uh, it's, I know you don't want to overdo the maintenance thing, but the video with the maintenance was one of those. That mm. was a landlord calling, uh, you know, saying to us, Hey, you know, water is not water. And we said, what does that mean? And they said, well, water on the kitchen floor, I get out of bed at three in the morning, a dripping faucet. I don't. So, so a tenant just saying I have a leak doesn't tell me anything To your example. And so they wanted, they, that's why they wanted the video. And so we built that, uh, even now, We're we're having, you know, we've had landlords tell us that, you know, we're seeing some ACH returns because uh, the tenant doesn't have the money in the bank account and they and they and they uh, use an ACH payment anyway. And we find out four days later, the money wasn't actually there and the check bounces. So now we're we're just about to launch a partnership with Plaid where we'll do a balance check at the time of payment. So we'll know know whether the tenant actually has enough money in the account to run the charge. So I I think it's, it's those kinds of, um, you know, listening again, listening to the landlord, listening to what's current and what they need right now, and then building that into the technology so that, um, you know, we're addressing their, their current needs, you know?
0: Yeah. You've obviously built a, you know, completely comprehensive suite that addresses even like some of these small concerns that could impact how they're actually running their business. Right, Um, And I think that's partly why you're sort of building a bunch of partnerships as well. And so maybe we can kind of segue. Um, Happy to start with Latchel, but maybe let's dig into some details around those. So, you know, we've partnered up uh, obviously so that you could offer sort of these robust 24 seven maintenance services, but maybe you can shed some light on, uh, you know, when someone's in rent ready and they join and they bring on, you know, their 50 homes and they say, cool, I don't want to coordinate the maintenance myself. How does that work?
1: Right. Yeah. So, uh, the way we built it is right within their uh, dashboard when they're getting set up with their properties, we'll let them decide, uh, do they want to uh, enable lateral and basically be hands off on the maintenance side of things. Um, and then even from that, they can decide between two plans. So if they say, you know, I'm okay with handling the not so urgent things, so I'll turn on just the emergency. And at least I know, you know, if there's a broken dishwasher on Thanksgiving, I don't have to leave my family and <laughs> go fix that. Right. Um, but then on the other hand, some say, uh, I think like the, especially, you know, some of these remote landlords or landlords that just do not want to handle the maintenance themselves, or or managers that are trying to scale and can't you know realistically they have to you know start delegating some of that Um, they can enable the full coordination and then they have you know a place that the tenant can still go into the app and submit those but the tenant can also call in to submit which is really nice um and then all of that even if they call in will still get logged back into the rent ready dashboard so that if they're in there or um, any partners or teammates that they work with um or looking at the dashboard all of them can also log in and see different things um and even see that by property so um they would be able to go in and see okay you know Latchell uh took this from new to uh scheduling with the tenant and now the vendor's going out to fix this and now it's complete um they can see it go through that whole process move from that you know to do uh, section of their maintenance dashboard to the completed. So they can keep an eye on everything that's going on. And of course, um, you know, get to see everything just run smooth for them while they kick back a little bit. <laughs> One of the things I really love about our partnership is, um,
0: we, we integrate with other platforms too. And even with those integrations, it's super limited. Uh, I mean, it's not, not super limited, but it's limited enough because these other platforms don't actually have an equivalency mm-hmm. of like features and how things get built out. For example, like um, anyone that's using like, let's say a property wear or something like you can't actually bake in true budget limiting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because the intention of property wear wasn't to actually just sim- be able to have any team member come in and handle it. Whereas with Flatchel, you got to have it robust enough for anyone to come in and handle it. And what you guys have is this beautiful equivalency where in rent ready, they can set up all their budget limiting. They can set up everything they need. And like in truth, they never would have to even touch Latchel. Right. Right. Um, It's like one of the most robust partnerships and integrations we have. And it's, it's really like the only way if you want to get Latchel without ever looking
1: at Latchel. To use
0: us, right? It's through Rent
1: Ready. Yeah, and I mean it's that's so nice. I mean, we've even been able to see it so far with, with the the landlords and property managers that are enabling it through Rent Ready now that it is really so nice that when they're going in and they're picking those plans and they're setting those limits that, you know, if it's within their limit now or their their soft and hard limit, um is just handled and they don't do anything and and also the peace of mind that if anything would go over that limit there's a they, that they will get contacted and they can have you know that approval process before it happens so it's it's it really is so nice to know that like you said you don't actually have to look at it at all but at the same time you're not worried that like something might be going awry and it's yeah. like,
0: I know you guys have other partnerships too to help optimize the whole property management experience. Um, so maybe we can hear a little bit more about some of the other partnerships you've done that that help right. uh, your users.
2: Yeah. So so we've we partnered with TransUnion for the tenant screening, so uh, and built that right into the platform. It's automatic. So. Basically, when a tenant goes to apply, they also pay thirty five dollars for the screening that's pushed to the landlord with the documents, with the full application and the landlord gets full credit, criminal and eviction. We've uh, also even did, for instance, our own. We look at the trade lines and we give them back our own calculation that says, like, this person pays on time, this percentage of the time. So when a landlord is looking at that credit report, they can see that right at the top. that says this tenant pays one hundred percent on time if it says 80 let's say then the landlord or property manager wants to go look at the trade lines and see like you know was it in the last 12 months or was it five oh. years ago? You know, but we again tried to improve that. Then we partnered with Sure, who's a national broker uh, for Nationwide. They they handle renters insurance. We built that right into the platform. So a tenant, we asked the tenant, do you have renters insurance? If they say yes, we ask them to take a photo. We push that back to the landlord right within Rent Ready, and we save it for them. But if they don't have renters insurance, then we push them into Sure to get a quote, mm-hmm. and and and, um, and they can, and then we we capture that and we let the landlord know that the tenant set up renters insurance. Then again, Realtor.com and doorsteps for the listings. We also just partnered with Home Depot. So now our landlords can go in, put in the rent ready phone number, tell Home Depot they're part of a managed account. Um, And then as we spend more and more as a group, the discounts will grow as an aggregate as a group. So while they always get, let's say 20% off on paint, the discounts on the other things will
0: grow as the group spends more. So, um, and that so the the property managers on the platform and your tenants get this group discount yeah, as yeah.
2: well. Yeah, so that they basically just have to go in, say they're part of the managed account, use the rent ready phone number, and then you know swipe their card, and they'll get whatever discount Home Depot would apply as oh. a print account. But that's now awesome. we're, we're one very large pro account instead of people going in and having their small accounts. Uh, we also are part of a special program with with Home Depot that are just launching where they're waiving what's called the bid room. It used to be with normally you have to go in and spend 1500 oh. and then that 1500 in the next seven days you'll get discounts with our partnership with Home Depot that's waived. So it's, you don't need to spend 1500 to, uh, to start the the process, so to speak, in terms of getting discounts. So, so that's just another, you know, example of where we're we're not just partnering just on the tech, but we're looking at any opportunity that we can to help
0: our subscribers be more profitable. That's awesome. Um, well, you know, it's it's a new year, and we don't know how it's going to turn out. But why don't you give us an insight to what's in store
1: for rent ready yeah absolutely um, so some two of the the exciting ones coming up in, in features and partnerships and we do, uh, we have a lot planned, but it's, it's, uh, it's, it'll be fun. So one is a uh, plaid, which is um, that integration is the one we actually mentioned a little bit earlier about being able to check that balance and, and really pretty much uh, almost eliminate any chance the landlords would, or property managers would get for bounce checks or bounce ECH, mm-hmm. um, which you are checking the tenant's bank account, basically like right. exactly. you got
0: money to pay.
1: Right. Every single time they pay, we'll check against that um, and just make sure that the tenant has the funds so that they can, um, sleep a little better, knowing they're, they're going to get to their account. Um, and then the, uh, the other one is, is kind of re-upping the partnership with TransUnion. So we've, we've had the tenant screening piece of it, but one of the new pieces we're adding in um, that came from, and uh, again, asks from landlords and tenants, both, um, was reporting to credit bureaus for their rent. So mm-hmm. rent is typically tenants' largest expense. And so this will allow them to, assuming they pay on time, boost their credit um, and really help out with things like you know if they want to go get an, uh, an auto loan eventually they'll be they'll be set for that. And it, at the same time, it's incentive for those tenants to pay um, their rent on time, which is of course always a, a nice thing to see that that percentage uh, keep going up uh, for the landlords and operators on the other side of things there. Uh, and then the, the last piece, um, is really, uh, we wanted to, we were looking into, again, we got questions from landlords asking about, you know, educational resources and things that we can do. Oh. Um, like we were talking earlier, there's always so much that we feel like we can learn from talking with them and going to these different meetings and, and same on, on their side. So, and we did launch a YouTube channel for them called the real estate pod, which is essentially a place for them to get uh, really investing advice and, and, and strategy um from real estate experts that have you know gone through different situations that they might be struggling through themselves or st- about to go through themselves about you know how to get started or scale or oh. Airbnb or house hacking or renting or like you said you know what's going to happen in 2021 and how do I you know prep myself to to invest regardless of which way the economy goes
0: yeah, I mean, with all, like, the eviction moratoriums and things like that that were happening, it's, like, I, it's so hard to just keep track of it and know that you're doing the right thing unless you're dedicated to it and focused on it every day,
1: right?
0: Right. Um, well, that's awesome. I, you know, I, I think, uh, so this, the, this is a YouTube channel that you guys already right. started?
2: Just, just launched it. Yeah, yeah. The real estate pod. We have four different, and we have four different subjects right now, um, which is kind of rookies, um, the business of real estate, women in real estate, uh, and and then uh, uh, talking about basically like from uh, we, Craig, who's a guy who. L- literally lived in his car uh, while he was while he was building his portfolio, and now a uh, very successful guy. Uh, he's one of our uh, our uh, hosts, so to speak. And like his very first one is actually the one that's been the most watched, which was like ninety two thousand in debt to I think four million in four years or something. And so yeah, that's he's wow. he's a beast. And so, so we have, you know, we have um, four different uh, segments right now, but we're also going to be adding a, a specifically a finance segment. So there'll be one that just purely talks about money, like the difference between, you know, a traditional loan and hard money, and what we, you know, what what is expected for 2021, and where are our rates and so on. So um, just trying to add more resources to our subscribers, our landlords about, you know. And help
0: them be successful. And you don't have to be a, a rent ready user to. You
2: really don't. No, no. In that case, YouTube, anybody can can come and watch and subscribe.
0: Cool. Yeah. Well, I think people are going to want to learn. I think people will help do the real estate pod, but I think they're also going to want to learn more about rent ready and you guys. Like, where can people go to, to learn more about your company?
1: Uh, so they can go right to rentready.com, R E N T R E D I. Dot com. Um, it has pretty much everything there. But of course, if they're ever looking through, um, like we said before, they have the live chat right there, so they can always pop that open, ask questions. We'll be happy to say hello. Um, they can let let us know they came from uh, the pod over here uh, with, from Latchell and Red Ready. It'll be nice to to talk with them. So, I mean, they have they have our site. They have that live chat, and of and of course, um, we're always posting videos on on that YouTube channel as well, just about you Know how to use Rent Ready uh, aside from the podcasts that are more about investment advice. Right.
0: Well, there we go. Anyone interested in learning more about Rent Ready, go to rentready.com. And that's R E N T R E D I.com. Okay. Um, and you can learn more about Latchell too from rentready.com. Yeah. So, two <laughs> words, one stone. <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for joining the podcast. It was an awesome conversation. Thank, Thank you. you for having us. Thank you. And for everyone listening, thanks for tuning in. Um, if you're interested in more topics on managing your properties, I also urge you to head to propertybrew.co, which is a weekly newsletter that Latchell powers. When you're done reading propertybrew.co, head over to rentready.com <laughs> and learn more about RentReady. You can learn more about Lateral there too. To stay updated on upcoming sessions, follow our Crowdcast channel here. It's Crowdcast.io slash Latchel or follow us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Latchel. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Ed. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Ken, Ethan. All right. See you guys. Take care. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date. Hit that subscribe button. Give us some love. Maybe give us a five star review, too, if you like what you're hearing. And I have an ask for you. I'd like you to go to Latchel.com and click the book a demo button to schedule time to talk with us. We want to hear about your business, how you've been, how you're growing, how maintenance is going at your company. Maybe we can work together, maybe not, but you won't know unless you talk to us. So go to Latchel.com, click the book a demo button. I'm looking forward to talking to you. I know the rest of our team here is... So go do that as soon as you can. Thanks, everyone. See you back next week.